0: Tides & Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tides & Bites Podcast. Tides & Bites.
1: There's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you. And this hole in my heart can't be filled with the things I do. Do, do, do. Wholehearted. Ow! My hole! Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Nia's Hal Lublin. And can you smell ow, what the rock is? Kelkin. That's Lindsay Kelk.
2: Hiya. Hello.
1: By the way, it's me. everybody check out Young Rock this Tuesday at eight PM <laughs> Eastern time on NBC. Later streaming. do on though. Python. My
2: friend my friend edited it, so do. And like <laughs> at least at least the first one. Uh, one of my favorite
1: 76ers <laughs> podcasters is a writer on it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Plus there I like the Rock. We're all invested. Why not? Why wouldn't I like yeah. the show?
2: I'm excited to see what it's like.
1: Absolutely. I I can't wait for uh, in this time
0: next year when we get a lot of XFL ads on there and we get to hear about The Rock's time as an XFL commissioner.
1: It's going
2: to be great. What a (laughs) B-plot. Love it.
1: Last week, you and Danielle got to talk about your take on the Rumble and our two winners, but I did did not. And as we all know, the Rumble is the most wonderful time of the wrestling year for me. It's my favorite pay-per-view this year, no exception. I thought it was a fantastic I enjoyed both Rumbles. A great Super deal. Super fun. I did not see, based on our text thread, that uh, Bianca Belair was going to win the women's rumble. I was very delighted that she did, and I was really happy to see Edge win the men's rumble. I think both rumbles were really good. I think I this year enjoyed the men's more than the women's, but there's no contest there. Just, just seems like each year one rumble is just better than the other one, either from a story perspective. I mean, that's just
2: like how everything is, right? Like that's how it is. Something's always even fractionally better in a subjective sense. True. That's just. It's like pizza, but good pizza, bad pizza, it's all pizza. It's all pizza.
1: And they were two very good pizzas. Just one had less oil on it. That's all.
2: No, I'm just thinking about oily pizza. I'm like, mmm. carry on. i love some pizza on. right now. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to think if there were any
1: <laughs> matches. I felt like the Jim McIntyre-Goldberg match was maybe as long as it needed to be. Could have probably been Um shorter. If not,
2: slightly longer, and I timed it, and it was mere seconds, but I still felt like it took 14 it minutes. Felt, I didn't need it to
1: take. Yeah, it felt a lot longer than it actually was. I, the, overall, yeah. very solid pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. You know, just give me Reigns. That Reigns match was great. The handcuff spot notwithstanding, that match was I, fantastic. I, I
2: just still feel bad about that, but I will say I love that they're carrying it through. I thought SmackDown was really good this week this past week except for the uh florida racist which (laughs) like happy black history month you guys uh we have a special guest just for you um noted non-racist hulk hogan um but yeah i thought SmackDown was really great and i thought it carried through the stories from the rumble really well and i am pumped to see Kevin Owens' Roman Reigns again. I thought the way they presented that, the way Kevin just came out and fucking nailed him, mm-hmm. was so good. And I thought Edge, Edge's reactions really sold into that story so well. The idea that we could have Kevin Roman and that Kevin could take the belt and Kevin could have the belt for Mania, I know it's unlikely, but I can see those chess pieces moving into place because if they go rock Roman... That doesn't need a belt because if you bring The Rock in to wrestle Roman, The Rock's not going to win because The Rock hasn't got time to be even a part-time champion, right? Like, I don't see it. He's making The Young Rock and Fast and the Furious 17 and being the highest paid Hollywood actor. So I don't think... And and selling tequila and everything else. Um, I don't think he's got time to even be a part-time champion. So I don't think if you do Roman Rock, it needs to be for The Belt But wouldn't it be an awesome addition to WrestleMania if Kevin Owens had the belt? And that puts another match with a huge spotlight on it. And I just love Kevin Owens.
1: I do too. I love Kevin Owens. I think he's world championship caliber. Totally. I also think that Roman Reigns is the best thing in professional wrestling right now. And I don't even think it's close with all of the great stuff going on.
2: I think he's great, but I just I think it's great to the point where he transcends the need for the belt. I like him with the belt, but I also think he has now reached that epoch where it's like he doesn't even need it, and he could lose the belt due to his own, you know, it could be, Pride comes before a fall roam, and something could happen where... You know, maybe Oost gets involved or something happens where he he happens to lose the belt, which he doesn't consider was through any fault of his own. That sends him off on a furiously angry tirade, demanding that he get his rematch and gets the belt back. That's how Rock comes in and says, have some humility, brother, and like step aside. There's a new champion now. You lost it. It's time to move on. And then that sets up a Rock-Roman feud which keeps him at the top. And I think that's still a WrestleMania closing match, even without a belt.
0: Actually, I just realized, Um, like, Lindsay, you saying that made me remember that I don't think Roman's ever held the WWE Championship going into WrestleMania. He's won it there plenty of times, but I don't think he's ever been champion going into this. Well,
2: he loves (laughs) to point at that sign, Julian. So you can't point at the sign so much if you already have the belt.
1: shoulder workout.
2: Uh, But... Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. And I love that I don't know. And I love that I care enough about it to be thinking about these things because that's what I love my wrestling so much.
1: Absolutely. I I agree with you. And that scenario makes sense. And I also think that Kevin Owens is a guy who doesn't need the belt.
2: I think he doesn't need it, but I do think he deserves it. It's been such a long time. And I, I, I would love to see his fantastic performance rewarded. Uh, with a championship,
1: look, it could happen. I wouldn't mind seeing.
2: <laughs> it probably won't. I would like to see totally a long. Could. I like
1: long-term championship reigns, and I feel like his is just getting started. If you think about it, he's since he got the belt, he's really had two feuds. One is with his cousin, and one is with Kevin Owens. So it's yeah. it's a good run because the character is so good. But if you look at it objectively, you go, "Well, this guy had two feuds, and that was it."
2: No, I agree. I just I like I like to see. I just don't think he needs it. And and that's not an insult at all. No, no, not at all. Uh, It's just, you know, I like to see it move around. But then also I don't like it when the championship belt isn't the main focus of the storylines. So. You know, like, I would always hate it when someone would come back and that would be the focus when, like, someone else had the belt and it's like, hello, you have a champion over there and he's not getting any shine. You can't win with me. Hi, my name's Lindsay. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I will never be happy because I am a wrestling fan.
1: Well, are you you happy with the Charlotte Lacey Evans feud?
2: I don't know. Yes and no, because I think it's a well-written story-ish. I don't like Lacey any more than I've ever liked Lacey because she's just not an appealing character to me. Right. And I this makes sense. It all makes sense on paper. Um, I'm excited for the match because I think they'll both work really hard and put on a great match. Uh, just something about it's not enticing to me. And part of it is actually to what I have just referred is like you have a champion in Oscar who is like, yeah, when you two are done fighting over the old fella... I've got the belt. And I know they're putting lip service to that saying like, oh, but you're not even number one contender. But it's not really about that, is it? It's about who's the dominant big blonde hands and who takes custody of this old man who like needs help. I watched the Britney documentary and I'm like, has anyone considered a conservatorship for Rick? I did like, Is that what they're fighting over? Conservatorship on a pole. And then I would get behind it. And I just don't see charlotte not being the ultimate winner in this situation especially as we get closer to mania so i'm just not especially invested it's one character i don't really care about as a whole it's one (laughs) whole it's one character i don't really care about as a face i don't love face (laughs) charlotte and it's rick flair so i'm like i'm just not invested but i'm not angry about it if that makes sense
1: yes i think that Charlotte's absence from the women's division was helpful for a while because it allowed other women yeah. the chance to shine. As much as I, I I, don't think she has bad matches, I think she does good character no. work. Me personally, I'm still exhausted from the amount that I had to watch the character before, and I'm not yeah. ready for her to come back. I know she's been back for a while, but I just...
2: No, but I know what you it's mean. It's harder
1: to, for me to, to invest when there were so many other characters that don't get the spotlight as much. I think carmela has been doing great work. Obviously, Bianca Belair, Naomi's back. Like, Bailey's low-key doing the best work of her career right now from a character mm-hmm. standpoint. The the buffet is so full that, yep. that I don't... But
2: then they wheel in the giant baked Alaska mm-hmm. that is Charlotte and push it in front of everything else on the table. And they set it on fire and they're like, look at this! Yeah look at this though. Fire and I was really interested in the other stuff behind it. Like, no, Yeah. no, look at this. Yeah. Um, and that does get tiring. And that, I don't think that's any fault of her own. I think that's the company's decision. Um, they are so desperate to force Miss WrestleMania down your neck. And they're like, that's why they call me Miss WrestleMania. I'm like, oh,
1: do they? Did I? Nobody
2: does. I, 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 do, I don't. No, I don't. Either. It's like, stop trying to make fetch happen, Charlotte. Um, <laughs> but, I get why they want to do that. And everything with her is legacy building. Everything with her is legacy building. That's and they still, I see, have their eye on her as their big top female breakout prize. And I don't think she is. I don't mean that in a negative way. I think she will be one of the best female wrestlers, like full package, entire package of all time. But like, if she was going to transcend and move out of wrestling into pop culture, into other stuff, she'd have done it by now. And I don't even think she cares to do it. I think she just loves to do her job. She likes her life and she's having a good time, you know? And they want her to be John Cena and she's not. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I think put more money and time in other people, WWE, and let's see what happens.
1: For sure. Let's move on to NXT where MSK continues their Dusty Rhodes tag team classic journey this week, beating Legato Del Fantasma, and a banger of a match. I enjoyed the push sh- shooting star press but on the from the apron to the outside that was really nice. Just they have a really they're really crisp. All four of those guys worked so well together. That the entire yeah, tag talented. tournament has been all like good to great match after good to great match. And this is yeah. no exception. I lo- I love seeing MSK. They feel like they're being primed to win. Now they're going to face the Grizzled Young Veterans who had an even better tag match against Thatcher and Ciampa. How do you feel? What Do you have a prediction? Or or what's your desire? Um, we, don't, I, we can't predict my feeling, what they wrote.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like I can't predict what they're going to make <laughs> up you, on the day. Have you seen the final uh, draft No, this file? is NXT. They <laughs> yes. No, um, my feeling is MSK. I think that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. The thing I've liked the most about this tournament is also the thing that has been most distracting to me about this tournament weirdly is that the focus has been on having great matches rather than building storylines or telling storylines it feels like they wanted to keep it a pure tournament for the most part obviously not entirely like there's been shenanigans tiny bits of shenanigans. Um, but it has felt more like a tournament that's rewarded good performance and good wrestling that almost almost feels like a real tournament, right? Like it almost feels like it's not scripted. It's like, yeah. oh, these guys genuinely had the best matches and they won, which has been great. And it's allowed for genuine talent and allowed for genuinely good matches. But at the same time, we are in such a point of wrestling, uh, in wrestling culture, where everything is so steeped in storyline Uh, And the soap opera of it all on every company, on every American company. I feel like every branch of it right now is so heavily invested in character building and storyline building that it's almost been slightly sterile to not have that sterile is not the right word, but like, like I'm, I'm forgetting why I'm supposed Blam. to care about just good wrestling. Yes, bland. Like, it's, the seasoning is missing because I've been over-seasoning my food to the point now where it's like I've been dumping so much salt on my food I can't taste what food tastes like anymore. I can't remember. So it was almost quite it's, – it's a mind shift to, to go away from something that is so intensely storylined and so um, to just watching good wrestling – that there were moments where I just felt my attention, wait, wait, you know, it was waning and, and I would just be like, oh, I'm looking at my phone instead of watching this really good match.
1: Well, that's, that's something we've been conditioned to for decades now. That's yeah. everything. Out. If it doesn't have a storyline, there's no point to the match. That's, and that's. I
2: mean, that's what Vince says, right? Exactly. That's Vince's thing. Like, they don't come to watch wrestling. I'm like, oh, I did, but now apparently I don't. Sure. Now apparently I'm like, when's a man gonna climb out from underneath the ring and pull him down? And it's like, nope, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Wait till the next match; it'll happen then. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um. But it makes me forget that there can just be stories told in the ring and stories that are just. I want to win this because I'm the best.
1: You know, there are a lot of great more obvious stories happening right now. The stuff with the way and Kushida is fantastic. And and yeah. there are there have been a lot of moments within this tournament that have served feuds going on outside of the tournament. And, and those things mm-hmm. get brought in.
2: Yeah. The women's in particular have been really good at at that.
1: Absolutely. One thing I think NXT does maybe better than any other any of the other major US promotions is put a premium on their championships. That it means something not only to win a belt, but to win this tournament and be on that cup is is a big deal. Yeah. So they can yeah. use the tournament itself is the story, is all of these teams yeah. are doing their best because their their sole focus in being there is not to win custody of somebody's child or to <laughs> to, to right a wrong, but to be on be etched just onto that win. Tr- you want to be etched onto that yeah. trophy and you want to shot at the tag titles. And now the the women's the the winner of the women's tournament get a shot at the wwe women's tag titles that's that is a huge deal in and of itself like if if msk came in and we're like we're here because uh the grizzled young vets picked on us in high school you did not remember us then (laughs) but you will remember us now because come sunday we're going to be on the like that wouldn't ring true the fact that they're a tag team that has been brought in and this entire tournament this entire tournament exists to introduce them to the nxt audience and get them used to it then they have beyond succeeded because those guys have risen to the challenge you get you are invested in them as a tag team at a certain point you're Mm -hmm. gonna want to hear them maybe talk a little bit more and learn a little bit more about who they are but for Mm -hmm. now they've done such a good like it's been booked so well and come off so well and seemed so important that that i don't notice that lack of story although i do i'm not invalidating your point of view i just i look at it as oh well this is the whole story this is a this yeah. is yeah no i window. agree and
2: it's i mean it's proving the point i think is saying like because you're still in a place where you you can just you can enjoy great wrestling where the story is i want to win and that should oh, be art. enough and i just feel like i have been so steeped in the soap opera of it from watching far too much Raw, SmackDown, AEW that I'd forgotten you can just do that. I think like it's a really good contrast between them and I I always forget their name and I feel so bad, but I think it's the acclaimed on AEW who are their new tag team who come up that did the terrible rapping, the terrible rapping and primed myself to hate them with the period joke. Um, but like, they're an interesting contrast because they're kind of similar-ish in their styles. Like they're just sort of like a, a, a fun, high energy tag team. But the acclaimed came out all mouth, zero trousers, uh, and they're just like, we're gonna rap and challenge people and rap in people's faces, and then their matches have been kind of like eh. Whereas MSK have come out and be like, before we start talking, we're gonna show you what we can do.
0: Yeah, we're not here to um, talk. We're here to and fight.
2: I think that's really impressive, mm-hmm. and it shows a confidence in them that has shown to be well-deserved and now i'm like i already care about them before they even open their mouths when when someone opens their mouths before they prove themselves you know i'm just gonna be like oh fuck you guys Mm uh but if someone's gonna come out do what msk have done and do it consecutively over what three four weeks and just be so impressive i'm like okay okay i'm in on this I'm, i'm i'm bought in i'm interested to see what they do from here even if they don't win they they look great
1: absolutely uh women's side of the tournament Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon Defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell That means that they will Move on to face Darkoda Kai I miss, uh, that's what I miss the most About Mara Ranella Darkoda Kai! <laughs> that's not what he sounded like It's okay, it's been a long time and, Yeah, he's uh, not here anymore Raquel So Gonzalez. we'll
2: take what we can get Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm excited um, It's going to be a fun match, so I'm in um, I do just want to keep saying congratulations to The Way for the work that they do every week. That R is for real, Hal. Yes. The R stands for real. Uh, it just, it's a real x-ray. It says John Gargano on it. Uh-huh. Um, I, they're just doing such good work. When Kushida popped up behind them, I didn't <laughs> notice him at first. I didn't see him <laughs> when it cut it back well. to Regal. And he was like, "Ask for uh, ask Kushida." And he's like, "Why are you looking at me?" Yeah. And then I saw him, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was so impeccably done!" It, oh, oh, nothing but joy from that
1: group. Austin Theory's double Indy take, Indy
2: carrying him, and like they're carrying the wheelchair, yeah. and then Austin carrying. Him. Just, but
1: but uh, Austin <sighs> Theory's double take when Kushida was in the ring with them was fantastic. Yeah. And also every Candace time,
2: covering Johnny's eyes—that uh, like, was great. All of it, yeah, just,
1: he Didn't have to relive. It's... And also every time he said, "Turn me, turn me around, <laughs> turn me <laughs> yes. this, turn me."
2: such was that monster Who is that? i love him.
1: <laughs> so good so good uh by the way austin theory did take a dq loss to kushida but austin theory looks That's good fine. he's still he's a yep. young growing boy but doing very good work and we wish yes, him the best absolutely let's touch on aew which we can't do sure. without the segment <laughs> that is burning podcasts up firing up the God. chart with a rocket it's what's going on in the aew Why? women's division why? Sisyphus? Why? Let's shove that boulder <laughs> up the hill. What happened this week?
2: It's a real heavy boulder, Hal. It's a real heavy boulder, just full of Twitter trolls. That's why it's so heavy, because there's more of them every week. Um, so what happened on the AW women's division this week is that my cat ate some raw chicken uh, right before the women's match started. So I had to deal with that. And that match was not long. Uh, so I had missed the whole thing. But it was the first match in the women's title tournament, the number one contender tournament, right. right? Like, that's a true fact. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see that mentioned a lot during the rest of the show that that was happening tonight. So I didn't know that
1: they had their until,
2: yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. They don't have time to talk about the one women's match they have that's to find the number one contender for their title. Um, I mean, why would they do, why would they cause any excitement about that? Um, I rewatched it. The match, the match was fine. Like it's because it was good. They're like good wrestlers. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Leila Hirsch, they're good. They're gonna do good matches. Yes. I also should point out they've announced that the 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 first Japanese match. Guess where that's gonna happen? They've announced the first Japanese match in that side of the bracket. Guess where it's happening? Hal?
1: If the word dark is involved, I will take my computer and throw it into the fucking ocean. How about that?
2: It's a new computer, so don't do that. And also, it's not it's not going to be on Dark. Where's it going to be? It's just going to be on YouTube. (laughs) They're doing to the women's... Don't leave the room. Don't sit back down. Sit back down, sir. Sit back down. Yeah, they're doing to the women's number one contender tournament what they did to the women's tag team tournament, and it would seem at least half of it is going to appear on their YouTube channel on Monday nights. It's exactly what they did to the women's tag team tournament. Um, The fact that it's the Japanese match... I, so I'm a Libra, and I like to find reasons for things to be nice. Um, I use Libra as an excuse. The reality is I hate confrontation. And like, I was like, well, they're filming these in Japan. These are happening in Japan. So you couldn't do it live on TV because of the time difference, whatever. But I'm like, there's nothing stopping them filming it and showing it at a later date. There is no reason that this has to be on YouTube and that it doesn't even get to go on dark. There is zero reason apart from uh, sexism and maybe like there's a sniff of racism about this too. There's a sniff that feels kind of weird where it's like we promised you a bunch of matches from Japan but you can fucking go find those Japanese ladies if you feel like it on your own goddamn time. Not on Cody and Friends show. Very weird. I don't love that. They should be showcasing this incredible talent that they have access to rather than hiding it you know what? I'm mildly disappointed. What? And I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything more than that because I don't want angry angry messages. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm upset. But I'm not surprised.
1: Sometimes we have the audacity to allow ourselves to hope and, and to dream that... Someone
2: wrote a book about that. that
1: uh, that's true. <laughs> Dr. John Gray, also the author of <laughs> Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Right? Do I have it right? Isn't that who it was? <laughs>
2: Yes, that's act- entirely right, and I expect his next book to be about the uh, politics of
1: wrestling. Anyway, the three of the most toxic words in the English language are, he can change. Maybe, at a certain point, we have to resign <sighs> ourselves to the fact that this is who this is,
2: and... When people show you who they are, believe, believe them. them. I believe that is some of the best advice we can give ourselves, and I I mean, I, I don't want to make light of abuse. Like I've been in an abusive relationship with AEW now for like two years and I keep hoping and I keep hoping and I keep believing that things will change and I keep thinking people things will get better. And people within the organization one on one have told me to believe that things will change and things will get better and that exciting things were coming. And if this is the exciting things that are coming that that person was referring to, it's it's not going to cut it. (sighs) So that's what happened in the AEW Women's Division this week, Hal. Thanks,
1: Lindsay. Now, Kenta had his first match on Dynamite teaming with Kenny Omega to take on Jon Moxley and Lance Archer, to which I say, thumbs up. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Double thumbs up. Sure. I thought
2: it was a really fun match. It, it was, was a really fun match. Yeah. It's super fun. Um, it ad- Kenta added something for me because I watch New Japan and love New Japan. Yes. And um, I was excited to see Kenta on my screen because I'm like, yay, Kenta. Um, I don't think they did him enough of a service, to be honest. He was just kind of there. And a lot of that, I think, is because they were putting over Lance Archer. They were building Lance Archer into a stronger character yeah. and I'm like I get it because at first I was like why is Lanchard in this but they're building him as I guess as a contender for Kenny at some point I don't, I don't know that's but nice. he looked great Kenta should have been the belle of the ball here he's the one that's breaking down the forbidden door yeah. I hate I hate that I hate that <laughs> there were some potatoes that was cool Kenny did a bunch of really fun spots it's funny it's super fun to see Kenny Kenny mm-hmm. like Kenny's Kennying yeah. like when he did the fireman's carry and then the moonsault with the trash can i'm like look at what you can do kenneth Great. when you try
1: they're all talented
2: it still absolutely creases me into the, the good brothers now are just like thanks thanks for letting us have the good brothers impact we'll call you when we need anything else i just that's hilarious to me that is hilarious to me poor but not really impact so you know I liked it.
1: Very good, very fun match. I I don't mean to imply I didn't enjoy it. I did. I just like Just don't care. Just like, and you
2: yeah. don't have to I I don't care as much as I should. Like, hey, I should right. have been super invested in that match. As soon as Moxley was like, it's unsanctioned, I'm like, enough with the unsanctioned AEW. Yeah. Enough.
1: Enough. If it's unsanctioned, give that airtime to women. <laughs> yeah, I know. There are right? plenty of sanctioned women. Right? You got a whole fucking tournament happening, AEW. <sighs> you
0: know what the unsanctioned
1: like... stuff should be? On Twitch. Put it on there. <laughs> There you go. That's where you send all the unsanctioned stuff to the internet.
2: Yeah, twitch it out. The
1: most unsanctioned place.
2: The most unsanctioned. I love the idea
1: of like, tune into YouTube at nine... P- what? When do I ever make a scheduled time to go to YouTube for fucking I know, anything?
2: I know, I know, And they know that and they don't care. That's the thing here. Like the people that will argue it and the horrible trolls of the internet, the AEW stands that just... They just want to... F- I've never known a fandom in wrestling like it for people who just... Want to fight, and that's the thing that scares me the most about AEW is like it promised to be something different, and it's actually just a super concentrated version of the same. Mm. You've actually just taken all the worst elements of the fandom and you have empowered it and enabled it. You know, without going into this in depth, I have spoken to people at the company and I've offered to explain why I feel the way I feel when they've asked me why I feel that way, and then when I offered to explain it, they declined. To have that conversation further. So they know how we feel and they don't care. Like that's legit now. You know, sign up to Heels, pay your money, get in your Zoom chat, watch someone get drunk and put lipstick on. But fuck you if you want to see women's wrestling.
1: I do want to say that it was very nice of Jake the Snake to reach out to you personally. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, it's the inaugural episode of New Japan on Roku, and one of us is super excited about it. We're going to talk about that next on Tights and Bites.
0: Tyson Podcast.
1: Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by
2: Lindsay Kelk.
1: This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. <laughs> After just one week of build up, New Japan is officially live on the Roku channel. Somebody tell grandpa how to find it every Thursday. You can expect one hour of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Lindsay, you got to watch it. Our reporter on the scene, what were your impressions (laughs) on the scene? New Japan,
2: live from her bedroom, live.
1: That little Roku stick is now your passport to Japan to the to the Tokyo. i have a
2: roku tv oh uh, me too which just turned out to be very useful <laughs> after years of regretting that purchase now i'm like look who was playing the long game in 2014 motherfuckers um uh, so yeah um Although I did still have to Google how to watch New Japan on Roku because I've never watched anything on the Roku channel. I didn't know there was a Roku channel, despite having had the TV for about seven years. When I found it, I thought, this can't possibly be it because this isn't a weekly episodic show. This is just recaps of last year's Wrestle Kingdom. So I thought I had found the wrong thing. But do you know what, Mm. Hal? I had not found the wrong thing. And that is, in fact, what the first 10 episodes of New Japan on the Roku channel is... It's recaps of Wrestle Kingdom last year. What I did was watched the openings of each episode and then didn't really watch the rest of the matches because I've seen them like a bunch Mm -hmm. of times, like a couple of times. But what I did was watch it to see how they are structuring the episodes, how they are positioning the storylines, how they are building it. Then I speculated wildly about where they go from here. Then I read a bunch of stuff on the internet from people I don't enjoy who seem to have insider information. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Meltzer. Um, and then I came to my conclusions. It was a bit like writing an essay for university, where it was like I read the start of the book, and then I read the notes, and then I read what this dumb guy said about it, and I put it all in one essay. So that's that was my preparation this week. That was my active journalism. I, bet,
1: I just bet Meltzer was filling the sock writing that report. Let me ask you something. As someone who famously does not watch, did you hear my stomach there? By the way, did that come through?
2: I that was just the my microphone. sigh. <laughs> exactly it like my sigh at the M, Hutt the M- word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make breakfast after this. It's fine. As someone who famously has watched very little New Japan, I've watched matches here and there. I've just never taken the time to get invested. Yeah. If I were to watch this, and it takes it time, does.
2: it does and, take and time. And my
1: understanding is that Wrestle Kingdom is generally the culmination of a ton of storylines. So, would would I, yes. as someone new, given given the way you've analyzed how they put it together, if I sat down to watch an hour of what is a four hundred hour event that takes place over two days?
2: It's roughly four to seven hundred yes. hours. Okay. Yeah, it's over two nights now. So, it's would
1: I? W- is this something for me where I can come in and go, all right, I know. I know enough about these people that I can be invested other, other than saying this is a very good match on its own merit. Like we were talking about with, Mm -hmm. with the dusty roads tournament in, in NXT. Is this something where, where I would just come in and go, this is a good wrestling match, but I don't know any of the story behind this. So I'm a hundred percent lost.
2: I would say this is, sorry. I would say this is the perfect (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <coughs> <Melt>. <coughs> Shut up, Mel. Dave's <laughs> down by the side of the bed telling me what to say. Um, I would say this is the perfect show for mm. you. This is really, really good. Very straightforward, very clear baby's first new Japan. Ooh. So what they've done is highlight one match per episode, which I at first I was like, oh fuck this. I want to see like a full show. And then actually when I thought about it, I'm like, no, this is really smart. Because what they do at the top of each episode is explain how they got to where they are. So we take the first episode, for example, was Naito versus Jay White for the Intercontinental belt on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom 14. And what they do while they're introducing is they do a very clear top line. Naito wants to be the first double champ. He had the uh, Intercontinental belt, so he was halfway there. Then he lost that to Jay White. Now he's got to fight Jay White to get that back. And then tomorrow night, he's got to defy the odds again. If he wins this, he has to defy the odds again to beat the heavyweight champ to get both belts. So he's super invested. He's been a big star for a long time. Can he beat Jay White or will Jay White ruin his dream of being the first double champ? And then they kind of set up that um, Naito is from Los Angeles, so they set up factions very clearly, and they said Jay White is from Bullet Club, so you knew there are two factions and that they were from opposing factions, and one was a good guy, one was a bad guy. It was done very, very clearly, very concisely, and then they give you the whole 30-minute match. They give you the entire 30-minute match. The opening credits are (laughs) really funny and kind of shit. Uh, It's just very cheap, but they show, like, they flash up Okada's picture, and it's like, Okada! And then they flash up, like, Tanahashi! And then they flash up, Naito! And then they flash up, Jay White! And it has their faction behind them, like uh, so like, you know who everyone's from. Like a from.
1: selection screen in a video game.
2: Yes, exactly. That, and that's what the plan, that's what it's supposed sure. to be, you know? And it looks a bit like gladiators, you know? <laughs> it's like, wolf, he's a blue gladiator. Jet, she's the pink gladiator. You know, it's very simple, but it's very easy to follow. But it is a really easy way to highlight some great matches with really clear, concise introductions. Even if you've never seen anything about New Japan, they make it so clear and obvious who everyone is and why you should care. And then they let the match happen. So
1: interesting to think that a promotion would come in with people who are maybe are not known to a lot of mainstream, the people that they're trying to capture. And they take the time to establish who they are and why we should care about them before showing us footage of them wrestling, whether it is a a prior match as they're doing with Wrestle Kingdom 14 or with a Mm -hmm. new match so that we have some stakes in watching it. That seems like a crackerjack way to go about it.
2: Genuinely, I I was shocked at how well executed that is because it just it seems so simple and then I'm like, wait, no, it is. Because I was trying to see the trick. I was trying to figure out the trick. I'm like, oh, there isn't one. They genuinely just want you to care about Naito before they show his win. Like, and I did. And and I, and I took myself out of... And the thing is, like, I do like Naito, but he, I'm not a Naito super fan. As we all know, I'm a Kota Ibushi super yeah, fan. Man. He's God. But it, even having watched this before and seen it before and know the whole Naito story... I was rooting for Naito to win, and I know he wins. I've seen the match. But it made me hate Jay White, and it made me love Naito. And it was the right match to start with because they are two of the clearest face heel polar opposites. Like, Jay White is so evil, and Naito is so good in this instance. Like, you really, really pull for him. It's very clever.
1: Do you think that there is also an opportunity here Assuming this catches a foothold, I mean, it's great to have more subscribers, obviously, to, to New Japan online, to have people watching it fresh. Mm-hmm. But it's also not a huge leap to imagine, if it becomes wildly popular on Roku, that they may be able to spin that into some sort of a television deal to produce new content. Well, it's What what does that look yeah, like? Yeah, it's
2: interesting. This is what I was reading about from The Man Who Shall Not Be Named. Um, And the speculation and the gossip and the rumours as to who tried to get the show, and apparently there were other networks and there were bigger channels that tried to get New Japan and, and put together packages and offers and proposals, but New Japan wanted stats, they wanted viewership which I thought was really interesting. The main thing they wanted was viewership. So one of the packages they turned down, because it wasn't offering any money, they just wanted to offer advertising revenue split, <laughs> but you couldn't get the Nielsen ratings that they wanted, so they didn't want to yeah. do that. So they, they wanted someone where they could see who is watching and where they're watching and get that information. So it seems like the information is the most important sure. thing to them. Uh, which leads me to believe that, yeah, they, they're they just trying to convert to New Japan. Well, like they're, they're trying to convert to New Japan world. and that, And they've made it, even though Roku Channel is not well known, it is free. So to me, it seems like their interest is getting eyes on the product and then converting into subscribers. Maybe that changes as it grows in popularity. Who knows? One assumes their access experience may not have been great because they're doing something so right. different. But again, assumptions, speculation and assumptions the wrestling fans' two best tools. Let's
1: let's put those into into work before we get out of this segment. Prior to the sensible parts of the world closing down and staying home, New Japan had run a couple of shows here stateside, ostensibly in an an attempt to not only create an opportunity for people who are already fans of the product, but if this is something that works maybe we take it out maybe we tour a few more cities and that's another way to grow a subscriber subscriber base do you see what they're doing with roku as another step in that plan or just two separate ventures doesn't necessarily mean if the roku stuff goes well they're going to bring everybody over here for some massive u.s tour What do you think that i
2: think they're they're absolutely planning uh to come back here and be here um we have new japan strong is the u.s centric show on new japan Mm -hmm. world like if you have the new japan world app you can see like a weekly u.s centric show which is very heavily built around the u.s belt which is what kenta has right now which is what you're seeing at AEW. so that's a really easy show for you to watch if you come in at uh on the network and you want to watch something contemporaneous that isn't so deeply steeped in storylines and is primarily English language, you can watch New Japan Strong. moxley shown up there, Kent has shown up there. Um they have their LA Dojo. And like you say, last as recently as I mean two years ago now. Jesus. Uh they were running two, three US shows. I, I've been to two of the shows at Long Beach. They did one in New Orleans, out in the middle of nowhere, and we all thought we were going to die when it ended, and no taxis would come and oh, get like us. A Trump rally. That was fun. That's not their fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, we, we walked for like three miles until we found an Uber that would come find us. Like genuinely terrifying. Let's think ahead on that one, fellas. Next time, they're definitely trying to build a US presence, and they are. They care about that audience. They're interested in that audience. So we will for sure see them continue to grow, which is why I think the AEW thing works better for them than anyone else. I think it adds more to AEW, to New Japan, than it does to AEW. Um, It also, you know, let's throw some more people into the ring at AEW to take up more time away from the women, Um, but I won't make it about that. That's not what we're talking about right now. But you know, if they bring in a Kota Kenny match, if they bring in Bullet Club versus Bullet Club, which all of this they have teased, I think it's a company run by really clever people who understand how to create a product and sell it.
1: If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights.
0: I can't. These
1: are real podcast listeners, not actors.
0: Hey, thanks
1: for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like, uh, right here, this one. Meritless. What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan, Jesse, go. And it's free. Jordan, Jesse, Jesse go.
0: go. Jordan, Jesse, go.
1: Jordan, Jesse, go. A real podcast.
0: Tights and Fights podcast. Tights and Fights.
1: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by. Lindsay Kelk. And surprise. Julian Burrell. I never yep. know when I'm to. That's right. That's <laughs> when like you are
2: more. <laughs> I'm so happy that you sounded surprised at your own existence.
1: You just say, like, uh, Julian Burrell, four bills, because we know that's what you're mentioning <laughs> right now.
2: He's live. He's not wanna... a cat.
1: <laughs> that's right. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> Lindsay, the floor is so, yours.
2: So, would you believe. That we all wanted to put over the same thing. What? Um, I think this is a glorious moment in wrestling because so few things in wrestling unite us as one. There are so few moments that can come along. It happens once in a generation. And we all agree that this is a wonderful highlight, a moment we can all share in, especially now when the world needs joy and brightness and something to gather around and hold aloft and show the rest of humanity how good wrestling is and how pure and wholesome and wonderful it can be. So for that reason, I suggested I would like to put this over. You also suggested you would like to put this over. So I think, I think we should just share it with the,
1: with the nation. They're, they're variations on a theme. I think I might have something slightly different, but let's share it. So,
0: let's... so should we just do the, uh just the original clip and then go from there and then go from there to everybody's specific go spins do it. on sure. it? Yeah, let's we're, just we're some... all fami- okay. look
1: If you haven't caught the several references already, this is the clip that, that upon which all good things flow.
0: So Lana at the mercy
1: of Nia Jax now on the apron. Oh, no. yeah, oh Jax went oh, a oh. Right drop, tailbone first into the hardest part of the ring. Well, that's all steel reinforcement out there, Tom. A lot of still got to find a way to get Jack through the table. Oh my God! Oh! My hole! Anyway, Lindsey, this is uh, this is the remix. Yeah, here it is.
2: I mean, I believe as the children would say, it slaps, it, <laughs> it it's a banger, it is a banger and it slaps. It's a slapping oh. banger. Um, look for the TikTok dance that I will be coming up with to meet that match. I, I mean, we know she's fine, she's fine, right? She didn't actually damage her hole, so we're allowed to laugh, um, yeah. and, and, and even if she did, like, you know, we we all watched America's Funniest Home Videos, We've all, we're all complicit, it's whatever, yeah. and also it really does feel like something that Naomi would enjoy. going hard on this. Thank you. Thank you, Naya. I hope your hole is fine. Eh. I understand it's the hardest part of the ring.
1: It's the softest part of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Julian, you're dropping in just to make this an official three count. What do you have? All right.
0: uh, I'm going to give a special shout out to friend of the show, Josiah, who was kind enough to put (laughs) a very quick wrestle and flow together based on this idea. And uh I'm pretty sure it's a remix of what we just heard from uh from what Lindsay did. And I'm I'm I say I guess because this basically came up uh 15 minutes ago as we're recording this. So here it is. Me, I'm not like most girls.
1: Party on a Monday night. Turn this up for my energy. Hear this sound you can't miss. Play this loud and that shoty right there with the
0: I know
1: we, some of y'all just can't, take, can't take. She gonna drop it down
0: on that
2: eight, on that she gonna find the time to just shake it. And you hear the sound that she <laughs> Well done, Josiah. <laughs> I do hear the sound that she's making, Josiah. I do hear it. Yeah.
1: That's pretty great. That's so pretty good. great. Oh uh, not a lot of people know this, or they might not be aware, but not screaming about her hole is part of a proud tradition in professional wrestling. This is a look back at some other times people called out body parts, culminating with the most recent entry into the canon. Here it is. Yes! Yes! I I know, I saw it! it! Uh, it! Uh, it! uh, it! Uh, it! Uh, it! it! Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the Genital Damage Hall of Fame. Congratulations to you, Naya. Thank
0: you, Garrett Kidney, for yeah. putting that
1: together. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tides of Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can catch in the latest Night Vale show, The Investigators, which is available on Noon Chorus, I think, for about the next month. The show was, of course, this past Thursday. And then tonight, which is February 13th, I assume that's when this is being released, that uh, the new thrilling adventure hour, Valentine's Day Beyond Belief, Streaming live at house seats dot live, and you can get that stream also after the record, I think, for at least two weeks, maybe a little longer. But check that out at house seats dot live. That is going to be a really, really fun show. We're very excited about that. And then on Valentine's Day, Jennifer and I are going to be competing in a Valentine's Day with the Double Clicks and Joseph Scrimshaw show. We'll be uh, competing in a fun competition along with Carla Kukowski, Craig Kukowski, and Kiri Callahan and Angelique Lockwood. Those are the three couples that are battling it out for who knows what, but we'll make it happen. We're gonna win. I'm guaranteeing victory for Jennifer and myself. You can go to bit.ly slash valentineschampion. For more information, you can check out my Twitter, check out the Double Clicks, Joseph Scrimshaw, all of our Twitters will have it. That's gonna be a really, really fun show with amazing comedy and music by Joseph and the Double Clicks, and and some fun games for us. Check all those out and follow me at Hal Loveland everywhere, including TikTok. I promise I'll start making things again. Lindsay?
2: I don't doubt you're going to win that. Like I genuinely need you to win it. Like as the the most competitive person that I am needs you to win this, Uh, just so you know. Um, Other than that, yeah, I got books. Watch Hal, I got books. (laughs) If, If you haven't read them by now, like pull your finger out um you get them from the library or like the internet or bookshops do that um and also if you like makeup and beauty and listening to me (laughs) uh, you could check out full coverage we have a new episode out now that has uh, my chat with jenna lyons who was the president of j crew for like a million years and is incredibly funny and delightful and just was one of the most fun chats i've ever done because she's kind of out there she's just kind of out there cool fashion person so it, it was pretty fun so do check that out um and yeah i'm on the internet at lindsay kelk everywhere trying to avoid doing my real work so please help me procrastinate
1: producer julian burrell is a certified yoga boy senior producer what? of maximum fun is laura swisher mike eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that keep up with us all week long on facebook twitter instagram and discord all links to all of those are in our show notes if you love what we do, remember, hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. I don't think we're asking too much. Also, thank you so much to the MaxFun members who make this show possible. That is not hyperbole. It is the truth. If you weren't here, we probably wouldn't be here. We wouldn't. Buy our t-shirt. I what, what else can we say about the t-shirt except buy it and wear it? Hey.
0: I'll tell you what you can say. Uh, if you've got your uh, Max Fun pin with uh, the tights and fights, the latest one, the Tap and Titles pin, go ahead and uh, put it on that T-shirt. Send us a picture of it. I'd love to see us you guys like
1: doubled up on merch. Yeah, gear up.
2: Yeah, gear DP up. that merch. I nearly That's put it. that over. I nearly put over the DP moment. Uh, but I've oh, less <laughs> about that the better.
1: Forgot yeah. about. Oh that. my hole. We'll be <laughs> yeah. back next week <laughs> for more. You guessed it, Rassle.
0: We should do an all dog episode. Talk about like the kennel from hell. Talk about the status of Matilda. Matilda, Tori Wilson's dog, which I think she had for decades. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, Lita has a good dog.
1: Yes, I've helped Lita's uh, dog. Bailey's
2: got a good dog. Yeah, I mean it seems like a really fun outdoorsy play dog. Very sweet, um,
1: very like happy to be yeah. uh I felt an instant connection to Lita's dog. <laughs> I could say that.
2: <laughs> and Ryu, like we love Sasha's dog. Like there are just as many good Russell dogs as there are Russell cats. dogs. I just worry about them not getting enough attention. Fuck fuck Cody's dog. <laughs> poor thing. Poor Pharaoh. They all have tattoos. I mean, poor Pharaoh.
1: They all, they, tattoos He's got a tattoo on his neck.
2: Yeah he had to get a tattoo on his neck because <laughs> It's so, like Cody upset him with the fireworks and he wants him to feel included. Mm-hmm. So was like, sorry I made you sat next to a giant fucking pyrotechnic he just, display.
1: Like, he
0: actually sat there and was like, you know what dogs love? Fireworks.
2: Let's go. <laughs> Sudden noises. Noted <laughs> firework fans. Yeah. Dogs. Uh, oh. this, is, this is a great bit. Really. Like, let's save this for later. <laughs> like,
0: Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.